0: Uh, welcome, welcome. It's been a while since I've been on the Daily Cyber uh, with you guys. Uh, I just wanted to say a happy Women's International Week. Uh, all you amazing women in cybersecurity, uh, thank you for everything that you guys are doing and making the industry better uh, and helping us kind of learn, you know, just all the amazing things that you guys are doing. So I want to say thank you so much for all your hard work. Uh, I'd like to thank the Cyber Insecurity Network, uh, you can see it's growing, a lot of great work that's happening and developing it out and getting a lot of great guests on, uh, a lot of great information, you, the community, being able to share with each other and developing it out and all the great conversations that are on, on uh, Discord as well as on the chat that I see that's going on right now. So thank you so much. So tonight, there's going to be an AMA. Uh, ask me anything, any questions. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit deep tonight uh, talking about lifestyle. You know, in the cybersecurity industry, how to take care of yourself. I'm um, hearing a lot of stories about stress, and and things are going on. So, grab a coffee, grab a tea, and let's hack at it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, USADO. USADO is a Canadian-based cybersecurity company that provides 24-7 cybersecurity support and compliance service that align their customers' tolerance for risk, their clients, suppliers, and government contractual mandates. USADO's teams focus on using insights to drive business decisions. There's no need to leave strategies to chance, when insights can be used to show what changes need to be made and how to make them. USADO offers multiple services to help companies simplify IT, centralize cybersecurity management, and meet compliance standards. USADO can customize their service to work with your existing IT network and programs. For more information, contact USADO at info@uzado.com or visit their website at www.uzado.com. All right, guys, so ask me anything, post your questions, let me know what you're thinking in the cybersecurity world. First question I have for you guys is, how are you doing? How are you doing through the pandemic? How are you guys doing through the 2021? Are you guys going stir crazy being at home? How things are going there? Now, we already have one question from Zero Exploit. Brandon, would you take payment in food stamps? Um, I don't know if you could collect that many food stamps to feed me. I eat a lot of food. I am always eating. I'm just, um, I'm crazy when it comes to food. I love food. I'm a foodie. So I don't know if you can collect that many food stamps to feed me. I know Uber Eats keeps sending me discounts, keeps sending me stuff. So it must be a frequent shopper there. So love to hear kind of what's going on with you guys in the cybersecurity world. I know for me, a lot's been happening in 2021, Uh, the evolution of kind of uh quantum encryption and what's going on with the you know China and selling you know new encryption quantum computers uh, a lot of things are happening there and we're starting to look at keeping our ear to the ground with encryption starting to hear a lot of people you know looking at different ways of taking care of themselves when it comes to cybersecurity just because there's so much going on right now when it comes to you know the industry not taking yourself we we as security professionals sit We sit like for eight hours a day, sometimes even longer. Uh, Next question. I just got popped in here uh, from security guru guy. I got a promotion today and and a pay raise. So I'm doing great. That's awesome. Congratulations. Um, I'm hearing right now and keeping my ear to the ground. The cybersecurity industry is just booming right now. So if you're looking to break in the industry, you're looking to change jobs, you're looking at other companies, you know, hopefully you're in a great company. You love where you work. Uh, If not, Keep your ear to the ground. Talk to a lot of people. Network, network, network. There's so many great companies that are hiring right now, all different levels of cybersecurity. Uh, So keep your ear to the ground. I know in the community, we got people that are kind of breaking into the industry, asking about certifications, what courses to take, what direction to go in cybersecurity. So I always recommend keep your ear to the ground and make sure that you're talking to a lot of people online in the communities on Discord, uh, on LinkedIn. Just network, network, network. There's a lot of great positions out there. Uh, next question we got coming out. Black Knight asked, uh, gotta ask if, if chilling on spaghetti is okay. Uh, it, it would be like skyline chilling for Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, yeah, I think it's okay. You know, good things. That, you know, when it comes to now, you're talking about like actual spaghetti, like pasta. Uh, I love it. I love ravioli, kind of all that, right? Uh, Next question. Has anyone else heard about LastPass using tracking in their apps? I actually have. Uh, We had a guy on one of our streams. uh, What was it? Uh, I think it was on Monday. He was talking about just being careful of things that are placed in the code, like third-party application, plugins, anything like that, that are, are actually in the devices. Right? Anything they're doing and that they're tracking as you're going through and they're tracking through your GPS and taking logs and things like that. So be very careful when using some of these tools. Do your research. Uh, one thing that they were talking about is be careful. And if there's any people from, you know, the Orient, from Asia, from China, he was just saying, you know, the... Chinese military and manufacturers sometimes try to manipulate software, manufacturing certain codes and technology to take advantage of that have back doors into it. So just be careful as you're going through your research or buying certain technologies that you do your due diligence on it just because you want to make sure that as you're going through your your day-to-day you know, uses of your security, your applications, your hardware, your software, whatever that may be, that it is secure that you're not leaking data, linking, leaking information. Uh, have you ever hired someone that has little IT experience or no degree? Also, nice to meet you. Uh, nice to meet you as well. Have I have, ever hired anyone? Uh, no, I haven't uh, for myself, but I know uh, my colleagues, if they like your personality, you like your drive, and they know you're a good fit with the organization they'll they're a lot of times they're willing to take a chance and a, a chance and an opportunity with you to be able to train you up but you got to show that you drive you got to be able to show that you're willing to get out there and and do what needs to be done so if that means self-training doing extra work spending a couple out hour, extra hours you know each week at work and being able to do that that is so important to be able to do that shows your drive and shows your commitment to the organization and to the team. So think of in that line, as you're going through this, you want to show how uh, driven you are for the organization to exceed and excel. And when they, it's one of those things, if you ever watch the Jim Carrey uh, movie, yes, man, it's almost in that sense. You want to be that yes man that, Hey, can you, Brandon, can you take on this project? Yes. Hey, Brandon, can you do this? Yes. Hey, can you do this? Yes. Now, of course with balance, you don't want to burn yourself out, but you want to say, show that you're driven and be able to do that. That's going to help you go to the next level, next level. And then you're going to learn a lot too, because the more projects that you're on, the faster your it experience gets. And I remember when I first started in it in, I guess it was 2000, The more project I did, the more things I was doing, the faster I learned where somebody maybe in the same position was kind of coasting, maybe didn't want to do the extra work. Took a little bit longer to learn it because I was doing it. I wasn't like looking at the challenges, reading books, reading white papers, trying to figure it out. And I learned a lot quicker. So get out there, just learn. And then, yeah, just start to talk to people. Again, network, network, network. Uh, Lord, uh, any advice for someone who wants to be self-taught? Yes, I have a lot of advice. First, l- know your learning style. Something that a lot of people are still figuring out is how do they learn. Are you auditorial? are you visual? can you Understand your learning style. Second, schedule schedule, schedule your training. Uh, one thing that I've been doing being I, I'm one of those guys that love to be self-taught that I read books like you know Safari books online, CBT nuggets, um, I haven't did I and E yet, but you know, there's a lot of good programs out there to be able to be self-taught and learn on the go schedule that if it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day and be consistent Monday to Sunday, do 10 to 20 minutes a day. Cause it's going to be, you know, help you to evolve next, learn how to take notes. Uh, a lot of things that you want to do is you want to learn how to take notes. One I was reading about was it's called uh Cornell C O R N E L L. I think it is. And what it is is basically it's a sheet which it divides it has a line through the or line through the 30% and 70% of the, the actual page. So what happens on the 30% on the left, you're going to actually write what you learned on the 70% on the other side of the page. It's how you're going to apply that. Because what happens is through learning, you're going to be better to learn and, and recall things if you actually apply it to your real world of visualizing it, touching it, tasting it, feeling it, and you're going to be able to re- retain it and recall it more. Next thing is uh, review. So I think it's the uh, Feynman. I think it is the uh, study where you review it one hour, one day, one week, one month, six months after you've actually read or, or studied that. What happens is when you do that, it's going to get into your long-term recall right? versus short terms. You know, sometimes I've had this where you read something and like someone starts talking, you start doing certain things. And then what happens is someone goes, Hey, what'd you read? And you're like, huh? <laughs> I don't know what I just read. So what happens is if you can do that, it's going to help you with your studies. So uh, when you review something and you go through that, review it again in one hour, one day, one month, and then six months, and then... Potentially, it's going to be in your long-term memory, so that you're going to be able to do that. So you're going to be able to recall it. Especially, that's going to help with tests. That's going to be help with uh, being in front of clients. It's going to be help, you know, when you have to apply something. If you're learning a lot of deep technical information that all of us have learned, right? You're going to have to recall some sort of protocol or something you have to do, or script or line of code. You could be able to re- be able to recall that, and then try to do mind maps. That was this is my last tip. So if you're doing and a mind map is have something where it's like one high level topic and underneath that there's maybe 15 things. And I say that one high level topic, you're going to go, Oh, and then it's going to be a list of those 15 things are going to come up. So hopefully that helps uh, make sure that you, you, um, you get that. If you have any questions about that, something I'm actually studying right now about learning because I'm doing a lot of, you know, studying right now, even more. So let me know if you have any more questions about that. Uh, next question this is a great resource uh, this is a great resource for cybersecurity I'm happy to hope you found it thanks Klein uh, make sure you ask lots of questions there's lots of people in the community uh, again you can watch the streams in uh, the channel different times different programs there's so much out there with Neil's program my program uh, a Friday night uh, we've had some other experts are coming out there's more streamers coming up soon uh, there's a lot in the back end that's happening It's talking to Neil keeping my ear to the ground a lot more information is coming out. So just just hang tight. Like everyone that's on there, hang tight, ask questions, and let Neil know. Like let us know what other topics you guys want us to cover specifically. If there's a specific stream you want us to cover, let us know. Let us know if it's like pen testing. I know uh, Neil's doing it for a while, and then he talks a little bit about it. I know we have people that are coming on. They're actually doing streams just on pen testing, compliance, cybersecurity, IoT, you name it. Start asking questions. If you want to see more streams about it, let Neil know. Uh, Brandon, if you had to start over, what would you have done different? Okay, so here's a kick in the balls for me. Right, Let me just be straight, straightforward. I was in IT in 2000, 2001, and I got this thick. I'm trying to look at it right now. It was a thick uh, CSSP certification book. I got it back then. And I just hummed and hawed and struggled through it. If I would have wrote it back then when I got it, I would have been further off in security. So what that tells me is when you're introduced to certain information, don't procrastinate. All right. Now, if it's not relevant, or something that you just don't want to do, then don't do it. Move on. But if it's something along that line, you're like, I want to do this, but just not now. Flip that upside down and say, you know what? I'm going to put some time aside, 10 minutes a day and start doing that because 10 minutes today is going to add up to a month later of valuable information that you can leverage, you can work with, right? And then you always have to think of what I do today is what's going to make my life easier, better, more successful in six months, one year, two years, five years down the road. So what you start now, even if it's small, It's going to grow. It's going to uh, compound. So that's one thing I would have changed. I would have been more diligent jumping to cybersecurity faster uh, just because I would have been further ahead. And the other thing is I would have actually studied more about business. Something that I find a lot of cybersecurity people do is they study the technical aspect of it. You know, pen testing, scripting. Uh, different, you know, methodologies of a, attacks. But when it comes to business, they don't really study the, the, I guess the principles of business because it's not needed, right? You kind of think on the, all the technical stuff and what you're doing. As you move up in your roles, you're going to need that education. You're going to need that knowledge. Now, some of you guys are out there with a degree. Some of you guys are out there with, you know, business degrees and things like that. Perfect. But if you can, right now, if you don't, start looking online, start looking at different resources and study business, right? The more you have the understanding of that, the better you're going to be on your career, the the faster you're going to excel into management, even director roles and so forth, because it's going to be this great marriage of knowing how to secure an organization, but also understanding how the organization works. So that's the things I would change. Um, And the last thing is I would have been more healthier. I would have taken care of myself better. I think one mistake I made in... I'm trying to see, like I had like, imagine these two liter bottles. Actually, no, there were one liter bottles of seven up in Sprite. I had six of them lined up on my desk and I'd go through them two, three a day chips, you know, out eating out. And I just gained so much weight. And I didn't feel good. And I, I, if I would did things differently, I would have looked after my health right from the start and had a plan That And I have that now is in the morning, I look after myself. I do my morning routine. I exercise, have an hour for myself where I journal, kind of write down how my day, download kind of the things I need to work on and then start going with my day. And even there's some things that I'm doing like personal development, personal studying, I do in the morning to get my stuff done first. And I'm going to tell you this, some people, you know, organizations, companies might not agree with this, no matter who you work with, the most important organization person you're going to ever work for is you. So make sure you take the time out right at the start of the day that you look after you. That's so important. And that was something I didn't do because as, as you guys know, you're getting a career, you're, you're happy about being in cybersecurity. You're looking at making money. So you put your organization, the people you work with first, right? And you're jumping the job, you're doing all this great stuff. And then what happens is you start burning out. You start gaining weight. You start feeling tired, sluggish, whatever. You're not studying as efficiently. You're not doing the things that you need to do. And also over time and distance, you look back and you've gained 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds. And you're like, I just don't feel right. If I would have learned that from the start, I would have been more healthier from the start. And then I would have been more efficient. I find, as you guys can see, I have so much energy, but it's because of that. So that's the things I would have changed. Uh, Debus. Why is there such a, a disconnect between the employees are looking in terms of experience and education for entry roles, uh, slow down, take a breath. This is my energy, dude. This is how I, this is how I roll. And it's cause I'm excited to be here. So I'll try to slow down. I'll talk a little bit slower, but no, this is kind of my energy when I'm here. I'm so excited to be with you guys. So let's go back to your question. Why is there such a disconnect between what employers are looking for in terms of experience and education for entry level roles? Okay. So what I'm finding with these is you'll see that they have templates. If you're a security plus or security analyst, I'll say security analyst, you have to fit this, this criteria that HR sets aside. Now the manager and hiring manager in the IT department, security department go, we need this guy. HR goes and puts this template together and says, okay, they have to have you know, security or a degree in computer science or a computer in cybersecurity. They have to have, you know, one to five years experience. They have to have at least minimum of security plus. But then what happens is when you actually talk to them, they're looking for a security analyst, right? They're looking for someone that they can train up. So the, the disconnect is from what HR is putting out there to make, meet kind of standardized qualifications versus what actual the role is. Now, how do you get around that? Right. This is probably going to be a, the, you know, the next question is, is you talk to the HR manner, manager, you talk to the hiring manager directly and ask them directly, you know, what did you be against? And here's here's what they call a no orientated question. Would you be against me asking, what do you, you know, what are you looking for, for the security analyst? What requirements are you looking for? And they'll, they'll tell you, I'm looking for this, this, and this, and then you just have to know, do you align up with that? And then you have to learn, and this is the soft skill part of it. You have to learn how to to sell yourself. If you don't, or you feel uncomfortable with that, practice, practice, practice. Get out there and practice as much as you can selling yourself to your friends, your colleagues, you know, and just get the reps in, just get comfortable of people asking you hard, you know, difficult questions in weird situations right? You're out now. I know we're all locked in, you know, through the pandemic, but if you're out a bar, if you're out, you're your friends, whatever that may be, have people ask you kind of strange questions to get you on un- used to being uncomfortable, being awkward. Cause what happens is when you're interview and you're going for a position that you really love, and you really want, there's a, there's a tension, there's a stress, there's a little bit of anxiety and that's okay. It's now having to work through that and be able to say, you know what? I feel I'm going to be the best person in the job because I love cybersecurity. I love your organization. I love what you guys are doing with cybersecurity. I feel I can learn these skill sets that you're looking for within a short period of time. I feel that I would be a great fit for your team. You know, and then you just ask them, like, what would you, what would you think about having me as part of your team and let them talk? And this is a key thing. When you're in an interview, let try to get the person that are interviewing, talking about the organization organization. What's the role? What are they looking for? The more they're talking, the less you'll have to sell yourself because you can literally tell them if you align and be honest, if you align to that, you know, that key factor, that requirement that they need. So if they're saying we need someone that really loves to dive deep into research and if you're like, I hate research, don't say you like it because then you're going to be the guy they're going to look for to do research. All right? But if you love it and you're doing it constantly where you're looking on. Uh, different forms, different sites, you're, you're in the dark web, you're just constantly doing research, then tell them, yeah, I this is what I do day in and day. I do, you know, one hour of research on this one, two hours of research here. I do an hour of research there. And they're gonna go, okay, good. You know, you align with this and you're doing it and you have valuable information sharing with me that you're actually doing it. It's not just kind of you're just throwing, you know, caution to the wind and making it up. So that's my thoughts on the disconnect and how to overcome it. Uh, next question. I just noticed the guitar in the background. Am I the only person that is not, not musical inclined? Don't worry, dude. I'm not musically inclined either. Uh, what happens is I've tried and then the calluses on your fingers and then you're trying to do it. I just find, I just didn't have time to, to keep up with it. I've tried, I tried, uh, that singing lessons, things along that line, just just as a hobby for myself to get outside of what I do day in and day out. and. It's been fun. It's been interesting to do it. Like in, you know, when I have more time, I'll actually take up the, the guitar again and start playing. But I just found like the calluses and stuff, I just wasn't able to keep it up. All right. And then just being able to have the consistency because it was stunning so much. Uh, can you beat the last, uh, can you repeat the last option? The 70-30 regarding yourself learning. Yeah, for sure. So look up right now, uh, Cornell. Uh, Canal, I think it's Cornell Studying. All right, and what happens is you can look it up and they'll actually have the sheet. And what it is, is a piece of paper, right? You have notepad, whatever. And what you do is you draw a line across the top to kind of give you a header. And then you draw a line at 30% on the left-hand side and giving yourself 70% on the right, right of space. And you draw that line straight down. And then you can have a line in the bottom, which gives you kind of a summary of what, what you've been studying. And then what happens is on the 30% is what you covered and what you learned. So let's say the CISSP, right? You learned about compliance. You learned about uh, CIA triad. You learned about, uh, I'm just trying to think some other things there. You learned about policy, procedure, governance, uh, business impact analysis, whatever that may be. That's on, in, you put that in the 30%. On the 70%, the bigger gap, now you write, How are you going to apply that? Uh, BIA, and uh, in, like business impact analysis. I'm gonna learn more about how that works with the, the client that I'm working with. Uh, I'm gonna learn about how I'm gonna use that tomorrow You know, in an assessment that I'm actually thinking about doing. I'm gonna review how a business impact analysis would work on my organization or how would I apply that on my current organization. So now you're looking at how you're going to apply that. Uh, again, let me know if you have any more questions about that. That's really a great way to study because it actually makes it personal. Uh, next question. I'm trying to break into the industry and have been teaching myself. I would uh, would really appreciate if you could recommend some websites and online courses that are good for for self teaching. Now, depending on what area you're going in, and we'll talk about pen testing because I know Neil's got a great relationship with I and E. You're going to pen testing. Uh, they have some cybersecurity courses. Check out I and E. Um, next one is Safari Books Online is a great resource uh, to get you know. I think it's like $29 a month, but you have a database of different courses and things like that. You can you can read and study and all that, and go from topic to topic, from IoT to compliance to pen testing, right across the board. Uh, so it depends on how you read, uh, how you learn. Uh, if you're more v- uh, video uh, and connecting that way, I think INE is a great uh, great solution. And I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. And there's like other like hacking sites and things you can look at too. Uh, but yeah, let me know what area of security you want to get into. Uh, the next question, uh, Riggle Bomb, the pandemic has uh, ramped up work for from home. Do you think the industry will shift to full-time work from home or permanent remote work, uh, international employees? So what I'm seeing right now in my little sphere of, of this world, I don't think the work from home is going to go away. I think we're going to have a hybrid model of it. You're going to have organizations that once everything opens up again, they're going to bring certain employees back. But what I'm seeing right now is organizations are looking at how can they save on their leases, on their, you know, different billings that they may have. Some of them have subleased it to, to, you know, retain their revenue and, and increase their profits while the profits were, you know, affected by supply chain and supply chain uh, sales, things along that line. So what do you think you're going to see is a hybrid model because a lot of companies now have done it for so long. They're kind of going, well, this works. We're actually efficient. We're saving money and we can have, you know, people working from home. Now, when it comes to international, look at the different roles that you're looking for. Cause there's a lot of remote work where they, they now have said that they don't mind where you are in the world, as long as you can do the work. Now, of course it comes down to taxes and things along that line, uh, different permits, work permits. So depending on the organization you want to work for, connect with them and ask them like, you know, what are, actually you can look on their site. A lot of them have the career uh, pages. See if they start looking at international employment, And depending on the job that you're looking for, especially we're talking about cybersecurity, see if there's things that you can do, Uh, pen testing, pen testing, some of the software testing and things along that line, application uh, testing, uh, any external testing, things along that line can be done remote. So things like even cloud, cloud security can be done, you know, uh, cloud security, cloud uh, cloud testing can be done remote as well. So there's a lot of things you can do remote right now. So look into that and see, see what you find. Let me know. I'd love to hear what you find, too. Uh, Cyberlola, realistic speaking, someone who is 40-plus years old, uh, no IT work experience at all, no college degree, and just getting her first IT certification. Does anyone like, like that uh, Has any real chance of landing jo- uh, a job at, at all? Lots of self-studying, yes, but nothing else. So I'm in your age group. Let's just say that uh, I got back into cybersecurity about five years ago, six years ago. So I don't have, I have a college diploma from Trias College, which is IT kind of. Uh, when it comes to what you're doing, you are on the right track. This, this industry, IT cybersecurity is booming, is booming, booming, booming. It comes down to your drive, Right. Get your certifications, get your knowledge, really become an expert in what you're learning and then go and start talking to people. I'm not going to say that enough. You got to network. You got to connect with people. Your certifications will get you connected to people, but what you say to them will actually get you through to the next level. That may be a job, a job opportunity, or or even a referral to another organization that they know that's hiring. It's how you build up your relationships with the people in in the community and the network. You can do it. I've seen people within six months with the right training, the right support, be able to break in the industry. I know for me, when I started out with cybersecurity, when I was like, okay, I'm going to make the decision, I think it was seven months and I got my first uh, cybersecurity job. I was, and I was in sales, but I got like I got at least in the industry and, and broke into it. And then I was starting to learn, now I could do consulting and things along that line. But what I'm saying to you is, Never limit yourself on what you, And I think the word is, if you think you can, you think you can, you're right. right? So try not to limit your beliefs on that. You're going to have challenges. This is going to be hard. Figure out like, Hey, I'm going to go work for this organization. I'm going to get out there. How am I going to do it? Ask yourself. And here's a, a success kind of strategy. The better questions you ask yourself, the better successful you're going to be. Not all oh, guilt. You know, and I'll give you an example here. Oh, how am I going to do this? This is so tough. This is so challenging. How am I going to learn this more efficiently? Who am I going to talk to, to be able to get this certification? Who do I know or who I can find out that is going to help me get my next job? Ask those questions of yourself and then the people around you, because those are going to be say, Hey, you're looking for a job. By the way, I know that company's hiring. Would that be a good fit for you? And then you're going to be like, Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. And those opportunities will come more and more. So you're, you're in the right industry. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a booming industry. I think you, right now the employment is extremely low, even though it's through the pandemic. Companies are still hiring. Companies are still looking for IT professionals, cybersecurity professionals. So keep going. Uh, the MMC official, what about governance? What about governance? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, are you asking, should you study governance? Or you should look at it? Let me know. Kind of more define that. I uh, would love to hear what you want to you want to kind of dive deep into governance. Uh, Angry moba is Brandon wearing a dead a Deadpool shirt? You got it. Yeah, this is my Deadpool shirt on today. So this was a, a fun shirt for me to wear today. But yeah, I have a couple of them. I have a, actually a Deadpool toque as well for winter. Uh, who else here? What is one thing you did uh, you did learn early? on that has stuck with you till now good question what have i learned early drive consistency and resilience to never give up that was something i learned early no matter how bad how hard it gets how much you're like this sucks work sucks job sucks you know the people that you work with just terrible whatever that may be we all go through that. We all have those days. I think Tony Robbins said it best. Um, there's days that you're going to meet Bob and Bob's, you know, a jerk, but, Bob, you know, and each company and organization, you meet Bob while, and Bob gets all around a lot. You have that. You just have those days where it's just like, ah, you just, you just don't want to go on. Be resilient have a good team around you, have a good you know, network of people that you can go download with and just kind of have a bitch fest and just, oh my God, what a bad day. And then get back at it because you are the only one that's going to be successful. You got to look after yourself. And that what stuck with me because there's been ups and downs through my life, some challenges and stuff when it came to work. But no matter what happened, I was always quickly be able to recover and get back at it. And then it just kept me moving forward and kept me progressing and then i know like other colleagues where it's it put them like a step back or two because they had to kind of figure things out where i was like yeah this is terrible it sucks i have to kind of get through it gave myself some time and then boom got right got back at it and just started to drive i think that's one thing i learned very early that stuck with me and that will help you with it. you're studying you know if you fail if you look online you do a google or a youtube search for me on uh, security plus as i was breaking the industry i think i failed the exam twice just it was just like oh my god i can't get this wasn't really good at taking tests learning how to get better at that and but i just kept trying and then i finally got it and then just kept going so resilience learn how to be resilient for yourself uh Snooky, it seems like it seems like now there's a lot more coverage of, of exploits that are occurring or maybe I'm just paying more attention. Any good re- resources to read about current cybersecurity instance, that is a uh, noob friendly. Um, what I did was uh, check this out. It's uh, actually, let me pull this up. I'm just going to make sure I reference it properly uh, because I actually got a resource that I start to use uh, Feedly and Feedly is my RSS feeder that brings all of these different types of, Sources in that have it all in one. Uh, give me a second here. I'm going to actually show you guys because this is something that I've been using frequently now. And you guys can actually see it here. So you'll see here, this is my, my Feedly. And then what I do is I have like a whole bunch of security different uh, resources here uh, Anton's, Black Hat, Black Swan, Bleeping Computer, CIO, CIO CISO Magazine dark reading, dark net. So I got all these different types of feed that are coming in here that I can go through and look up, you know, what's going on with the exploits, what's happening in cybersecurity, uh, priority, most popular analytics. So I can go through that and go through my kind of deep dive on what's happening in the cybersecurity field. Some are going to be very technical for a newbie. That's okay. As you study and as you do that, you're going to learn more. And now the terms are going to make more sense. Take your time with it. Be okay to not know what you're you're studying and not know what you're reading. It's Because you're also going to hit this threshold where you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I actually know what that breach is. I actually know what that code is. I actually know what's going on. So that's a resource that I use that I check that out. Uh, Feedly, it's F-E-E-D-L-Y.com. And I bring all my feeds into there and be able to just have it in one central source. So... Hopefully that helps. Uh, let's get back here. Uh, Mr. R- <laughs> Mr. Robot. Uh, hi, Brandon. How much time should I put in learning cybersecurity on i e versus hands-on practice on Hack the Box? I would say, and this is just my personal opinion, I would ask Neil too. He's actually in the community. I would say probably about 30% uh, theory, and then the rest is going to be technical because you're going to have to go through trial and error. right? You're going to have to go through actually doing it, applying it, seeing what works, what works for you, going through, when I was trying to learn a little bit about hacking and having uh, Wi-Fi routers and things along that line, things were going, weren't communicating properly. You have to go through that troubleshooting. You have to go through the trials and errors of being in the field of testing things and making things work and scripts are not working and there's errors going up. You have to do that because that's going to make you even better. So when you're actually on site, in, in a pen test and something doesn't go right, you're going to be able to fix it and you're going to go, okay, I've had this before in my lab or as I was studying. This is what happened versus I don't know what it is and you're Googling it, going through the forums, trying to figure this out, calling a friend. Th- as much as you can put your hands on keyboard, the more the better you're going to be. Uh, Brandon, in your opinion, what's the biggest negative of cybersecurity and what's the biggest positive? Bus- biggest negative is ego. there's some great guys there and what's happened is because they've learned so much and have so much value at certain points, the ego starts to expand and then people are kind of having a little bit of arrogance and sometimes it takes a little bit to break through, right? Don't get me wrong. These guys are good, really nice guys once you break through, but there's a little bit of ego and some challenges and frustration. There's frustration on those, those industries because, They know so much and they know what's going on. You know, when they get to a certain people, uh, executives, uh, junior management, you know, IT professionals that might not know what they're talking about, they get frustrated. All right. And just because they've been sweating it out, they've been in the industry. So sometimes the egos get in the way. Uh, biggest positive, this is a field that you'll never stop learning. And you'll always meet great people, right? You'll meet great people through this industry. So you'll you'll it's this ongoing evolution of of education and knowledge that you're always going to grow, right? The only time you'll stop growing is if you decide to stop. Other than that, you can learn every hour of the day something new and never stop and always be behind. I think one of my instructors said it once uh, when it was in a cybersecurity course, he had a piece of paper and he put a little dot on it. He goes, okay, guys, you finished this course. That's how much you know about cybersecurity. Now go try to learn the rest. And by the way, there's another side. And then you have to learn that. And when you flip it over, there's going to be another side. It's a blank. And then, and he got just kind of get the, get the point. You're never going to stop learning. I was like, oh no, like, okay. And then I had to ask myself a hard question. Do I want to be a student of cybersecurity? And I was like, yeah. And that's when somebody asked me, and I'll be honest with you. When someone asked me, hey, Brandon, are you a cybersecurity expert? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a cybersecurity student. And here's the real realization of it. And if you can think about this for yourself, I think it makes you go so much further when it comes to cybersecurity. No matter where you are right now, things that you've learned are now changing and evolving. and You're going to have to relearn new dashboards, new applications, new hardware, whatever that may be. You're going to constantly have to keep learning. Right? And if you keep that curiosity that you're always learning as you talk to people, doesn't matter where they are in, in the scale of cybersecurity, you're going to learn something new. Their perspective on it, what they're doing with it, maybe they might learn something new that you haven't because they're just in school, as a new technology coming out, whatever that may be, be curious, always be learning, and you'll excel in this industry. Uh, Is degree in, com- in computer science a must to get hired? It's not a must. It's a bonus. It helps if you're in, in a, a degree program, I always recommend people don't jump. If you're in a degree program, you're getting a university degree and you're in this actual course, go for it. If you have the time and the, the actual financial means to be able to do it for sure, you know, degrees always help when it comes to senior management, things along that line. In my opinion, it's just because something they look for is they want you to have a certain level of thinking. It doesn't mean you can't do it on your own. You just have to sweat it out a little bit more and you have to be a self-taught person and then p- apply what you learn to make sure you understand it. Uh, so degrees help. I'm, I'm not saying they don't. And I want to be very uh, transparent here. If you, The more you can learn, no matter if it's a degree or self-taught, the better you are off in this world. I think I was reading uh, about a few successful people about how, what they do to evolve. Bill Gates, and different type of people. I think uh, Steve Jobs. They read a book a week minimum, right? Information, information, information. The more you can learn, the better you're off. So just keep learning. Uh, Cyber Center, Brandon, why uh, why there are no re- resources to learn rootkit and malware development? Even books that talk about the topic. Is it because too too dangerous? I would I would say like I'm just actually looking some of my my books. Uh, yeah, well, there's Hacker's Playbook and things along like that two and three. Uh, I'll 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 lay this back on Neil because he's in the community as well. I would say right now the because they change so fast, it be it would be the speed of it. The, they change so fast, the potential for people compromising and using them maliciously is high there as well. right, because it's not a waiver on a book. You know, if you use this book, you're going to be criminally use this book without the permissions of doing a proper pen test and a company organization signing off. This is the only way you can validly use this book. If you use it in any other way, you can be legally held responsible. There's really not that liability on any of these books. So I would probably say that's something you got to watch out for when it comes to the, these resources and probably why there's not that many out there that you have to kind of talk to people in the industry but yeah neil's in the chat ask him as well uh like to kind of hear what he ha- he has a comment about that uh next question uh the mmc official i'm a newbie in cybersecurity i'm a sysadmin and have some tasks to do in security how can you get How can you get, understand your bosses to patch or apply some security like uh, DLP data loss prevention and so on. Okay. So let's put on your business hat here, right? This is where it comes down to understanding the business needs, asking your manager or senior management to patch, right? The challenges you have to kind of look at, there's a technical need and there's a business need. If you don't Promote and educate them on the business need. Why should they do it? You know what is the reason why? Oh, you need to patch because of security loss prevention. If you get ever get compromised, ransomware. Or at least we have backups. We go. There's all those great things. But why? If we don't have backups and we get breached, it could cost the money X, ten thousand dollars an hour for being down. Right for us, a downtime of not being able to recover the loss of data uh ip information could cost us this this much money you got to speak in business terms whenever time you're looking at how to educate senior management you have to understand how it affects the business and then create a proposal create you know a proposal on hey this is what i'm looking at we need to implement dlp because this is how it affects the business and the business continuity how the business run and stays up right potential loss even look at talk to, about the potential risk, uh, industry risk. So and I'm just going to use this as an example, not saying this is true or not, but say it's uh, retail and retail right now is getting hit with ransomware. They're, I'm not saying they are, but just say they are. You're hearing in the industry, Fred just told you, oh, my God, did you hear another retail store got ransomware? That's now when you go to your boss and say, okay. The high likelihood of us being ransomware attack right now because a lot of retail stores in our area or in our niche are being compromised is very high. Here's some of the security measures we need to take because the risk is high. And the potential loss is this, right? X amount of dollars for us being down. This is what we need to do. The remediation steps doesn't cost as much as the loss. So, and this is where you have to scale it. If the loss of business or loss of revenue is say $10,000, but the remediation data loss prevention is $2,000. They'll implement it. If it's $20,000, they're not going to implement it. So you got to look at the cost of it as well, right? So if you can do that in your proposal and show the numbers, they'll buy into it a lot better than just going, Hey, we need a technical solution because we need data loss prevention because we're getting hacked in ransomware and we need to have redundancy in our backups and our data. They're going to go, okay, but why? Hopefully that helps. That's kind of the same conversation I have day in and day out as I'm talking to clients is getting them to understand the business need. Uh, Carter sack, uh, Brandon, I'm studying for the security plus I'm doing my master's degree in cybersecurity. Congratulations. Uh, my job has not been providing me any cybersecurity training. And when applying, uh, getting a lot of rejections, what, uh, would you suggest getting security plus and then start to reapply? First thing, uh, Look at, watch Neil's videos. When I think he talked about resumes, first and foremost, look at resumes. Look how your resume is 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 coming across. You might have to do a revamp on your resume. Second, have a an a cybersecurity manager review your 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 resume. Say I'm not actually interested, like about the position. You know, would you spend five minutes to review my resume and just let me know what you think? I know. Neil, I think has been doing that for some people as well, but if you can have someone do that, even in your professor, you know, you're in a, a degree course. Have your professor review your, your resume because it might not be getting you past that stage. Uh, if you're applying, you're getting rejected. It's not speaking to them, right? It might not be saying the projects that you need. Security Plus will help you get in the door. Now that's kind of what you can say is a gatekeeper, you know, key to help you get through the door but you got to make sure that you, cause you're in the security, you know, master's degree, not knowing what year you're in year one, two, three, and four. But if you're further down that path, you know, quite a bit. So now it's, how do you articulate that on a resume? Uh, and that's probably the first thing I look at. And then two, do interview preps, uh, practice your interview styles, uh, answer questions, really kind of get there, how to articulate what, you know, answer questions really clear and concise, those are really things but if you're not getting past the gatekeeper on the rejection i would look at your resume look at your linkedin profile too look on your profile online make sure it's kind of clean and speaks to your your skill set that will really help because they might be crawling the your social sites too and not seeing something that's a right fit i actually talked about some talked to someone about that on monday too and they were saying that they had to actually scrape their social media sites to make sure it was something that would be attracted to uh, to co- companies and organizations uh, Brandon, I'm a person who is deep in my cur- uh, career currently when deciding to transition jobs for an uh, upward move, not a lateral move. Where would you start finding local recruiters or browsing job boards? I would actually do this. Uh, those are good things. I totally agree. I would look at the companies you want to work for and see what they're hiring for. Uh, see those types of positions. Uh, best thing to look at different careers, is look at the organizations you want to work for and how does that fit to what you want to do? Cause if you're trying to go up in in an upward trajectory to new positions, if it's from, you know, management to director, director to VP, and you're doing that, I would say, look at that. Second, all is you can do the, the, your research recruiters right now are hit and miss, right? For me. I don't know. You can kind of reach out just because right now I find with recruiters in Toronto, if they don't have a specific job that meets your specific needs that you line up with, they normally don't help you too much. Browsing job sites, um, monster dice, um, even like LinkedIn, LinkedIn jobs, I'm trying to think of the others. There's several different sites. You can kind of look up and just kind of get an idea of the role, the requirements, uh, the description, even some of the pay rates, and just see if there's something you're interested in. And then here's the thing. Do something I'm telling people more and more. Never leave your current job until you have a contract signed for your next. All right, And just, it's always the thing that I've heard too many people jump. And then all of a sudden something didn't work out. Right. And now all of a sudden they're out without two jobs. Make sure you have at least one, maybe even two different offers that you can play with and work with to make sure you have some security, right? Uh, It's funny talking about security in a security, uh, daily cybersecurity podcast, but you want to make sure you have some security redundancy. So what happens if anything falls through, company is hit with some financial issues that you're not affected, that you're not out of work. It does happen right now. We're in the pandemic. So some companies are being affected that way. Um, uh, We'd love to see an example of the first cold call or LinkedIn message uh, to expand your network and start relationships. Um, Cold calls are an interesting thing to talk about. When you're cold calling, something you have to look at. uh, I'll recommend you check out uh, Chris Boss. Never Split the Difference. Uh, there's another one. I'm trying to think of the other book starting with no. Those are great ones to do to learn how to communicate properly that you're not using too much hard sales tactics. And you're really talking to the individual. I find a lot of people are talking at people instead of with them. You got to learn how to have a personal conversation because there's too many people kind of going directly out and saying, Hey, I'm Brandon. I sell this service. Is this something you're interested in? And they're just going, no, they're some of the times. And I'll tell you, they're just not answering and they're deleting your message. They're not even you know responding to it. And you, they see your number on the phone. They go, I don't know who this person is. They're not even answering. So you got to build up rapport. It's really hard in this day and age. I think uh, I was reading a stat said the average touches before, I think we seven, to 14 touches to get someone to take action and be interested. Now it's up in the 20s. I think it's 20 to 27 touches right now for someone to actually take action because they're being bombarded with so much information. Uh, if you have more questions about cold calling and sales, let me know. Uh, it's one of, the, in one of the areas of my job and functionality that I do day in and day out. Um, question, Brendan, uh, can we get your show uh, two times a week? Let's talk to Neil. Let's see. Let's see, uh, you know, if we can get this two times a week. Uh, and to be honest with you, and and here's a question for the community. Would you guys like this in the morning or would you like it at the same time at evening? Let me know. Uh, comment below. Let Neil know. I want to do kind of a little bit of a survey of that. Uh, thank you so much for your reply, Brandon. i really happy I'm not investing so much time studying for nothing. I am studying IT core skills, CompTIA, uh, A+. I'm studying network. Uh, through David's videos and doing free Cisco courses. I'm also already studying cyber spec stuff and I'm addicted to try try hack me. Perfect. So here's a goal goal I have for you. Try to figure out what job you want and then reverse engineer it. Welcome to hacking, right? Hack the job. See what what job you want to get in the next year and then reverse engineer that saying, okay, I need... You know, network plus security plus, I need this. I need one year's ex- experience. Draw that out. And that's your checklist. That's literally your checklist of what you want to go through to make sure you hit your benchmark. Now, don't get me wrong. Might be a year. Might be a year in a month, a year and two months. That's okay. At least you're able to do that. Uh, and then now you're coming closer to your, your job. And I, I'll tell you from my experience, probably before the year, if you do it that way, and you're really out there networking, you'll start to get offers or people will start talking more and their opportunities will come up. Uh, Paul, how has the pandemic changed the cybersecurity landscape? And do you feel that there will be any current changes becoming becoming permanent post-pandemic? Yeah, there's a lot of changes. Like I said, when it comes to the cybersecurity landscape, uh, as soon as people went remote, I saw a lot, an increase of people getting compromised uh, from home at their home, like at their home office or what I would call as a remote location is because what happens, the hackers knew a lot of people at home weren't secure. So that was a major increase. Cybersecurity awareness training increased. Uh, You looked at different uh, phishing attacks, phone scams, all increased. Now, will this continue? We're getting smarter right now. We're putting in more solutions in. So I think post pandemic, you'll see, more security but again there's a there's a challenge right now and i'm going to be transparent with you guys there's a challenge right now is that people are not looking at the home as another office a full office your router your your network your devices connected all that as part of your office and everything in the office needs to be secure little bob little jane little jimmy all have to secure their devices now because they're on the home business network and that's an office so just thinking about that, and, and the, when you're looking at it, depending on the level of security you're in, think of it that way. If you have little Jimmy's on his laptop and he clicks on something that he shouldn't, that malware that maybe is in the, the network now can go to the work computer and now go directly VPN into the office. So just think of that way. Uh, I have some mental health issues that makes uh, more flexible work schedule, uh, uh, schedule work better, uh, work I'm like working 12 hours a day, three days in a row, then off uh, for a few. Any recommendation on focusing cybersecurity career that may fit that? First, let me say, uh, having a mental health concern or issue, take your time, take care of your health first. That's more important. Uh, here, you're working 12 hour days, and then you have three days off. Try to balance that out. Sleep's very important. You know, eating, you know, nutrition, very important when it comes to me- mental health. Right? especially you don't want to burn yourself out and get tired and fatigue it can increase any mental health challenges so make sure you take care of your health first next schedule your learning so if you have 12 hour uh, shifts and then you're off for 3 days uh, 12 hours a day 3 days in a row okay 3 days in a row and then you're off for 4 days if that's your schedule plan your studying for the 4 days right because after the tw- uh, after the 12 hour shifts not knowing, just assuming this, you're probably tired, probably want to take a break, probably want to relax. I would recommend that you kind of take a break, get some rest, get some good quality food. And then when you're finished, uh, waking up the next morning, boom, get right to studying and get at it. Uh, just give me a second here. Any advice on getting physical pen testing jobs, uh, in your opinion, is it possible to become a cybersecurity expert as a hobby and not being in your work? Of course, you can be a cybersecurity expert. Just how much time do you want to spend on it, right? How much time do you want to learn and do that? There's nothing in this world that you can't become an expert as in a hobby. The only difference is, is it a hobby that you're getting paid, like hobby, or is it you're doing it for work and getting paid? That's the only real difference. You can be an expert and be a hobbyist. It's just how much work you're actually putting into it to apply it in labs and things along that line. Now, a little caveat there is, don't try to go into an enterprise environment if you're just a hobbyist and you're kind of having your home network and say, I know how to secure uh, an enterprise environment. That won't fly. But if you're saying, look, I know how to secure a cloud instance in the Amazon. I know how to pen test a SQL server or things like that because you've done it and you're doing it at home in your home lab. No doubt about it. Right? That's stuff that you can do. Now it's just applying it to a larger scale. But if you're saying, hey, I can secure... Uh, and, uh, an enterprise environment because I've done it at my home network. Yeah, that's not going to work. You're not going to have any luck with that. So depends on the area that you want to be an expert in too. So just a little bit of caveat there. Okay. So we're coming up on two minutes. I uh, just had the three minute warning here a few a minute ago. First guys, or last i want to say to you guys thank you so much thank you for all the go- good the great questions hopefully i was able to answer all your questions i love that you guys are engaged like this uh i know neil uh i'm just gonna ask neil here a question do you have a stream coming on tonight uh see what he says here i uh, just want to say guys make sure you subscribe if you're not subscribed so subscribe to the cyber insecurity uh twitter uh twitch page make sure you also tell a friend Tell a colleague, tell a friend to come check this out because we're here to help you guys excel in cybersecurity, get all your questions answered, give your resources that are available to you, have other professionals that are around to be able to uh, support you and make sure that you grow in this industry, no matter what level you're at. And let me just tell you, I'm learning as much from you guys as I'm as you learning from me. And just to let you know, Neil is having a special guest on, uh, Rick McClory uh, from VMware carbon block, uh, sorry, carbon black, uh, it's talking about threat updates. So make sure you type in, uh, uh, exclamation mark discord. right. And you'll check that out. There's a lot of great things are going to be happening there uh, on, on his. So I think his is going to be in about an hour and just take a quick break, take a quick bio break, get some food and come back and you're going to learn a lot more when it comes to, to cybersecurity. So guys, that's it for today's Daily Cyber. I want to thank you so much for coming out and having this conversation with me. Uh, I'm going to talk to Neil after, see if I can do this on a second night too, help you guys get more information and really provide more value. So guys, don't forget, software is being connected is vulnerable. I'll see you next Daily Cyber.